time when the fun begins. You may now have fun. Hi, I'm Mission Control. Oh, hang on, what am I, Flight Control? No. Flight Crew. Flight Crew. Hi, I'm Flight Crew. And welcome to Organised Fun, the board game podcast, where this week we've been playing Apollo really badly. (laughs) (laughs) There's no business this week. So, Mark, would you like to read us the box? Yes, I would. So, Apollo, a game inspired by NASA Moon Missions. A cooperative moon mission game. You are go for launch. 1961, President Kennedy challenged the nation to land astronauts on the moon by the end of the decade. Now it's up to you to walk in the footsteps of NASA's pioneers and embark on the missions that made history for all mankind in capital letters. Ooh, thank God NASA did it better than we did. <laughs> Play as mission control and astronauts work together and strategize to complete flight stages, overcome obstacles, repair the spacecraft and keep communication clear. It's the team that determines if the mission succeeds or fails. Pair for liftoff in T minus five, four, three, two, one. So this is, I'm just trying to see if there was any stats for it. Oh, two to five players, ages 12 and up, 30 to 60 minutes. There you go. So yeah, the game outline, it's an asymmetrical cooperative game. One of us is mission control back on Earth and the other one to four other people are the astronauts on the spaceship. And basically there's systems, isn't there? There's five sort of systems life support, flight control, power distribution, communications, experiments, etc. And whatever the crew do on the ship, it affects the computer systems down at mission control. And it's all about just getting these stages done. So you have five stages of the mission that require you to have different kinds of dice. And we have to complete those before the mission progresses in time wise. Fuck. It's just, a, it's just, come <laughs> there's lots to do. And we did didn't do it very well. Sign up today for your local fun patrol. Before we start talking about just the individual roles, obviously you chose this game. What what stood out? Why did you pick this? Well, no, it looked fun. I like a, a space mission. You yeah. know, I like yeah. a, a space mission film like Moon, The Martian, Gravity, that kind of thing. Yeah. And because it, it said it was inspired by NASA, NASA, uh, NASA. NASA <laughs> <laughs> Moon missions, I thought, well, okay, maybe it's going to be quite like real to life in terms of the things you've got to do. It does have some cool NASA facts like each stage has you know the actual what they did on the mission sort of bit. It's it's kind of like a game that you would buy in the science museum after a school trip. Yes. That kind of thing isn't it? Yes it is. Yeah definitely. Without fun there can be no function. Okay well let's talk about our individual roles. You were the flight crew on the actual rocket. What did you have (laughs) to do. I thought that might be the easier bit to do. It probably was. (laughs) Well, because Mission Control then sort of tells you what to do and everything. So I had to roll a load of die and then that would go onto my flight damage board. So flight control, power, life support, that kind of thing. And they're in order of one to five. So whichever, whatever out of the ten dice that I rolled, if I got like two ones, they would go on flight control because flight control is number one. Power distribution is number two. So that would go, all the twos would go there. So they're out of three. So once I put them on the board I would then tell Mission Control what the stats were so if I'd rolled three ones there wouldn't be any issues with flight control 
job. If I'd only rolled one two, then power distribution would have two damage, and thus. And then what would you do once so I've given you the information? Once you've reported, so I have sliders on my board for each system, and they obviously all start on green because all systems are functioning normally. But as you report damage, I slide those sliders down, and so there's different bonuses depending on where you are. So for example, life support when we're at maximum, you get to roll all ten dice, but the more damage that system takes, you roll less dice. I guess because life support, the astronauts are feeling sick or whatever and can't do as much. So you we could get down as low as you're only rolling five dice for that if the life support systems get fucked that many. And it just reduces like what we can do. So you can't even complete the mission if the flight control systems drop below three. Communications go down if that drops to three. So I can't, you can't talk to mission control and mission control can't talk to you. Yeah, so just the more damage you take, the, the less bonuses, the more restricted your actions become. Life support systems are a-okay. You have 10 dice to roll, flight crew. So no damage on flight control. Power distribution? No damage. Life support? One damage. Hmm. Communications? Two damage. Experiment? Two damage. It was a difficult takeoff. Then in the next phase, I would then add those die onto my flight control dashboard. So, and it says like black dice on power, yellow dice on life support, depending on the number, depends on like tokens you get and what you can repair. So that's quite straightforward. Yep. Although I don't necessarily know what's needed unless you communicate that to me. No. And the the problem is, so for me, obviously I've got all these sliders in front of me, so I can see how well all the systems are doing, but I have these communication tokens. So I have to spend a token to tell you anything relevant. So if a system was going into crisis mode, which it didn't because we fucked up the mission <laughs> before any of this is, but I have these cool little flickers. Uh, so there's a screen. I have like a mission control screen and there's these things that clip on the top of like a little red light. So when a system goes into critical, I would just ping up the red light, which I guess you in your spaceship would see like a flashing red light somewhere on your computer. But I'd have to spend one of these tokens to tell you what system it is or what the problem is. (laughs) But then we had these missions as well, these stages that we had to do. Yeah. And then that took away die that I could use on my flight control. So I'd have to take out them because that you needed like four or whatever of the same number and same colour. So you have to decide when to take those out and when to actually put them on the ship. And then when to put, if you put them on the ship, you could get tokens so you could change the number of the die, which you might need to do your stages. So you've got to decide what you're doing very, very carefully carefully otherwise it's all over very quickly like we found out yeah it's 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 a dice management game isn't it the dice are your resource (laughs) and where you put the dice decides what we do and i think our mistake so another part of my role so i track the damage and the systems and stuff but i also track the mission progress we've got this lovely picture of earth and the launch pad in america and then the track sort of orbits around the earth and then lands again but each action that the flight crew take i advance the the mission pawn like one space along the track and if you get to so various points on the track so stage two is marked on there and then there's one two three four five six seven actions before you get to stage three if you haven't completed mission stage two by the time the pawn gets to the stage two space then you lose and that's what happened to us and i think strategically your priority then has got to be to complete the mission stage and then any extra moves that you have that's when you fanny about with repairing systems or earning tokens or doing whatever so 
yeah, once Mark's like Mark's assigning dice, the flight crew assigning dice, doing whatever, I'm tracking the systems, I'm moving the pawn and communicating these alerts and these crises. Now, what we didn't get to, because again, we were so shit, but if a system goes into proper crisis, then I turn over, each system has a crisis deck and I turn one over. So for example, communications crisis, decrease the experiments track minus one on each role, players affected mission control. So if a system's in crisis, then you get further limitations and it's up to you to repair it, isn't it? You can use dice to repair the systems yeah. back up to normal. But we literally just got into space and then failed the mission. And Yeah, we were, we were basically Challenger. This was like the intro one as well. I don't know what the actual mission is going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does say, so it's called Apollo, but we were playing the Gemini mission, which was like, let's practice before we send Apollo to the moon. So we didn't well, even yeah. complete the Gemini training program. <laughs> We are so, go for launch. Oh no, I'm going into space. <laughs> Just in case you're interested, the Gemini program paved the way for the Apollo mission of landing humans on the moon. Well, so I'm going to put a five on the stage two, yellow five. We've lost yellow five. Okay, so that's one action. I'm moving the token one on the map. I'm going to spend a communication token to tell you that you need sixes for the experiment. Okay, well, can I move two sixes into the experiments pot then? We've only got two moves left to complete oh. the stage two. Oh, shit. Okay, well, I'm going to take my yellow six and use my flip and put it as a yellow five for the stage. Okay, I'm going to use another my other okay. communication token. Yeah. So I've already told you we need sixes yeah yeah we need black black sixes we need yeah mm, okay well i don't have any of those oh i'm gonna put a yellow four onto life support and get a uh, two tokens do you need oh should i try and gain a communication token you can do whatever we do now we're gonna lose uh, why because we're at stage two on the map and we haven't completed well, i don't know how you expect us to do that okay fine we failed to manually fire the engines to change course <laughs> rendezvous with the unmanned gemini agena target vehicle orbiting earth the only other thing is that as well as completing these stages of the mission, there's also science experiments that you have to complete whilst you're out there. And it's just a deck of cards and it will say like how many dice and what number. So our mission was you had to collect four black sixes, basically. But I'm the one that knows the condition for the science experiment and I can I have to spend tokens to give you one bit of information. So I was like, okay, well, I'll spend a token and tell you that you need sixes. But I had to wait until the next turn to tell you that we needed black dice and so you've got to get to the end of the mission complete the required amount of science experiments all before you land back on earth it seems like there's a lot to do <laughs> it's quite like real life really they have gone <laughs> along that route incidentally the the black sixes experiment and this is where more nasa facts this was synoptic terrain photography this experiment so these are all experiments that actually happened this experiment collected high quality small scale pictures of selected areas of the Earth's surface for geological, geographical, and oceanographical studies. And you do get rewards for completing those experiments. So I, if we'd completed that, I could have made three adjustments to my power sliders for free. It's funny because it's not like officially NASA, I was going to say condemned, you know what I mean, licensed, is it? It might as well be. No. Because it says inspired by national missions probably means we haven't got permission from NASA. But Well, I don't know though. Did yours come, mine came with a little poster promoting the Artemis 
Venus project. Oh, really? Yeah, it was 2024, this time to stay or something. We're going back to the moon to like actually put people there for a bit. When? Well, it says 2024. It, I got they a not poster. doing that. Huh? <laughs> Are they? Well, I don't know. It depends. When did this game come out? Because that poster's probably been in But there you go. Ugh. The next experiment, frog egg growth. This experiment studied effects of weightlessness on the ability of a fertilized frog egg to divide normally and form a normal embryo. Oh. Why would you need to know? Well, I guess were they planning on, hey, can we make babies in space? Can we make space babies? Did you know the person the person that has spent the longest period of time in space? Yeah. It's only just over a year. It's like 400 and something days. It's not yeah. that long. No. Is that the oh. one of them on the International Space Station, is it? Yeah. Well, no, how long like... were the Russians on Mir for? I don't know. Well, not that long. Do you remember when that crashed into the sea? That was amazing. <laughs> and did you know as well that you, because they're doing experiments to see how people like to get people to Mars. Yes. Like, and that's obviously a long time in space. That is. You do lose like sort of muscle mass. And if the longer you spend up in space, you lose basically a couple of IQ points. Do you? You lose like three or four IQ points. for. So if you go up there for like a year, you will lose sort of IQ points. And, so like and there's stuff in your eyes as well, stupid. like nerves in your eyes Ugh. get damaged. And they're not sure if it's just the eyes or if it's like your brain and your whole body. So staying in space for a long time is not possible. No, they the need moment. to invent, you know, cryostasis like they have in all the movies. Just go to sleep, wake up and there's Mars. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's the only way. Yeah, but no, but then you can't live on Mars for a long time because that will still happen because you'll be in space or whatever. No, I suppose unless you go, unless you, you wake up in the right atmosphere, atmosphere yeah. on a thing. But also on Mars as well. Yeah. Like, I think they've been experimenting with people like in bunkers and stuff pretending they're on Mars. Right. <laughs> Your whole time is spent surviving, like growing crops, eating, you know, doing all that. Like, it's like however many hours a day, there's not any other time. Your whole time is just surviving. Yeah. Like, there's no time for anything else. So yeah, but really... if you put the hard graft in, like the future generations, maybe they will have a bit of time to have a game of like space tennis. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I think you're just keeping systems going. <laughs> growing potatoes in poo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All will be reported. Did you? Okay, so you said you chose mission, no, flight control, flight crew, because you thought it would be the easier one. In our limited <laughs> round, <laughs> did you? I think you have the most to do, because I'm basically just reacting to what you're doing with your dice. Yeah, I thought it would be the other way around, that you'd be like, right, you need to put but then this I on guess I suppose... so I'd be like, okay, easy. You're just telling me what to put stuff on. But no, Mine I would... would become more active when systems start to go into crisis. I think at the start it's more yeah. you driven but then when shit goes wrong I'm the one that has to direct because it's sort of no, not, it's annoying not, not knowing having the communication because I suppose that's sort of real life but yeah like the experiments I should know what experiments I'm trying to do yeah that's <laughs> a bit shitty of mission control not to tell the astronauts how to complete this yeah stuff like that because then I wasted like dice on that when I didn't need to but then again I suppose that is that's what makes it a game you know this is not just space flight simulator is it it's got to be a fun this is real life it's space travel <laughs> are we having fun yet should we frag? Yes. I was going to say something else. Oh, yes. We, we didn't get to it, but to to fix some of the systems, there's this like polyomino puzzle that I have to do and like match up circuit boards and shit. Yeah, I was guessing that's in the later, more difficult mission. I think they come on the crisis cards. I think if a system, like some of the crisis cards will say complete a puzzle to do the thing. But so while I mean, I'm doing that, you can't do anything and I've got to roll dice because like each little polyomino has a dice combination. So it's not just like, here's your piece 
pieces, fit them on the board. I have to roll the numbers to get the pieces and then connect the circuits with them. Basically, it's a wonder anyone, if it's, I mean, all right, yes, I know going to space is probably very complicated, but it's a wonder anybody's ever fucking done it if there's all this shit. That... <laughs> I think it's more difficult than playing this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Time is equals progress. Okay, let us frag. Oh, but also, it yeah. would be different if there's more astronauts playing. Because how many players, you can play both like... You can have four on your team, but you all yeah. have to take you in turn. So there's like a first player token. So you would do an action, and then the next one would do an action, then the next one would do an action. So you still, you don't get any extra actions, but I guess there is more brains to strategize and be like, no, don't do that. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. Your government prescribes one session of fun per day. Okay, go for it. Fun. Fun. It was different to what I expected. More difficult, but... I think that's quite good. It's a good challenge. And I think after a few plays, it might get easier. So I'm going to say four, actually. Good fun. Okay. Gets you thinking. I'm going for three just based on this. Like, I can see. But if it's always that hard, like, if we always do that bad, I want, after we record this, I vote we play again and just try and get that flight stage nailed. Because if it's that difficult, you know, Legend of Andor Syndrome, where it's just so hard that it becomes not fun. I hope this yeah. game doesn't become that. Yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> Replayability. I'm going to say three. How come? Yeah, because like you say, if we do this mission again and you can't do it and then you try again, it's just going to get... I don't know. Are there only two missions as well? Yes, there's only the Gemini and then the Apollo. I don't know if there's expansions or not. So once you've done those, don't know how much more you get out of it. True. I was also going for three just because... Yeah, same reason. And I mean, okay, there's a deck of crisis cards, so it wouldn't necessarily be the same malfunction each time. So that would be different. There is the scope of... Oh, you play as mission control and I'll be the flight crew. You know, there's that playing the different roles. But you're right, the mission stages are the same five each time. So once you know, okay, you need four of the same number to complete stage two, that that never changes. The sequence of the mission would never change. And because there is mm. only Gemini and Apollo, I think you're right. Yeah. Once you've completed both of those, yeah, what else? Like, doesn't matter, does it? You know, <laughs> it just becomes a, oh, can I do it again? <laughs> mm. Aesthetic. It looks really cool. It looks very realistic and serious. The artwork is great for like the earth and the moon and stuff and like the, the board with your flight plan. I like a lot of detail. So I don't know if you can see on my mission control board, but like there's tons of buttons and they've all got like the proper labels on like hold, buzzer. There's an actual legit rotary telephone pad and it's all that weird grey beigey sort of, you know, like 80s computer. Well, not 80s. Where are we? 60s. Like old fashioned shitty computer colour. Like it looks like an old fashioned shitty computer and like the numbers on the die are like digitally numbers you know yes i'm gonna say four yeah yeah i'm gonna go for four. i think i don't want to sound like hypocritical but they've done such a faithful recreation of what an actual legit 60s nasa computer would look like it's sometimes not the clearest like for gameplay so these sliders when they're over the thing they're covering the writing so the life support covers the number of dice that i need to tell you that you can roll so i have to like move the slider to see what the number is and then slide it back like if that writing was just at the top of the dial rather than at the bottom then the marker wouldn't cover it you know just simple things like that but yeah no it looks very authentically nasa computery gameplay i like it when games where people are doing different things you've got your own little bit 
that's different to everyone else. I quite like that. I think that's quite fun. Is it quite? It is quite difficult. I don't know if it needed to be that difficult in terms of like the communication stuff. There's a lot to follow. I'm gonna say three. I was also gonna go for three. I think it's the kind of thing. That the more you play it, obviously, the more familiar you'll get with it, like any game. But then going back to our replayability, once you've completed the missions, are you ever gonna play it enough to get to that level? It depends if you want to train to go into space or not. It's a good starting point for children to True. start to go into space. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> to get used to all the complications. And I think there's... So each round you're supposed to you set a four-minute timer should you have so much to do that you run out of time, which is fine. But I think there's a lot of just back and forth, you know, like, right, what are you doing? I'm doing this. Okay, so I need to change. And then it's just like, you do this, you do that, I do this, you do that, uh, blah, 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 blah. I think a lot of that time is just going to be racing like, uh, hang on, so sorry, what did you do? And even though we're playing online, so we couldn't see, I couldn't see what dice you're putting on. But but there's the screen in front of it anyway so even if we were sat across the table you wouldn't be able to see yeah but i quite like yeah, that because you're in yeah because if you're in space and on earth well, yeah yeah, yeah. No, no, i get it i get I it i like that though i like that i'm just saying that the and i know the communication issue is part of the game but there are some things like okay there are some things i have to spend a token to tell you like about the science experiment but then there are other things that i don't and i could see myself getting mixed up with what i'm telling you and what i'm not it i think it all boils down to there is a lot of things going on <laughs> You could make this proper, like, real life. Well, so if, if you, you fail had... the mission, you just die. <laughs> no, well, no, if you had your five astronauts and mission control, yeah. and you all played it, like, on a multi-Zoom call, and everyone had a script, you had, like, the <laughs> screens in front of you, and you'd be, like, say it, and you'd have your controls in front of you, and everyone would be on a different screen. And then when comms were down, you'd mute, like, you mute <laughs> Yeah, you could mute them, yeah, or t- and switch the camera off and be like, they're gone. That would be so much fun. That would, that would definitely be different it's like those you had one at work once didn't you that space crew thing you know it's like a real life thing and everyone has a station and you all go and stand by your station yeah yeah yeah. you all have a go at doing a different thing yeah yeah it's like this reminds me of captain sonar in the sense that yes all the systems and all the stuff and also, we haven't done an episode on it, but do you remember Space Cadets Dice Duel? You know, where you're piloting the ship and rolling the dice and putting them on the engine systems and putting them on the... Oh, yeah, yeah. But this is like a realistic version of those. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that gives it an overall frag of 13 and a half. Okay, not bad. Which is okay. It's not a bad game. Just really difficult and a lot to get here. It's not one that you can ease yourself into quickly, I don't think. No, no. I mean, it was... They were only with tenner each as well. Tenner. Oh, which isn't bad. No, yes, a lot for it. Like you know, that's, that's fine. I mean, you know, it's a good game for a tenner. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, okay. Was it a win or not? Oh, it's that's it's really tough. Actually, really tough. Oh, really tough. <sighs> there were good things about it and I like the concept of it yeah actual execution because it was difficult I'm going to say yes though cool I think it was it is worth giving it another try and I think once you get the hang of it and you can sort of speed up the actions a bit I think it would be more fun yeah 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 okay well that makes it 127 to the gamers and 41 to the haters (laughs) so yeah there you go I've been Phil (laughs) I've been Mark and remember non-relinquent in Arca Opercula you can find us floating in space dead <laughs> no find... i am you're all right you're all right oh, yeah, I'm, control. I'm like making all the difficult <laughs> phone calls to family members you can find us on facebook at organized fun pod you can find us on x at fun organized thanks for listening bye ludophiles bye, bye. now is the time when we stop good night